what up, what up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Who Loves Me podcast. And I am your gracious host, Mitchell Brown. Thank y'all so much for joining us on this podcast, especially as we bring it to you late. There's an explanation behind that, though. But just pause one second while we let this bedroom banger ride for a little bit. Gotta have the good bedroom bangers. Need the good bedroom bangers, right? Man, this album is so good. This album is so good. Shout out to Tiana Taylor. She did it. She, as they say, she put her foot in this album. This is a really good project. This is a really, really, really good project. And I mean, this is like, I don't know how old Tiana Taylor is, right? She, I mean, I mean, she got to be a young girl, a young woman, rather. Excuse me. Um, but this is. This, this this is this is fire. I mean, like that wake up love song, dope. That shit with Erica Badu, I think it's low key. That's dope. Uh, this the track that we let in is this track called Morning with you know like Kaylani. Kaylani's verse is you know good. Um, I mean, uh, I mean her verse is good. I like her verse. Um, you know what I'm saying? They got the booming with the with the, with the Missy Elliott feature, and then like after that, right? She just runs through hella solo songs right the bad the wrong bitch the bear with me you know what i'm saying concrete right really good album shout out to tiana taylor uh really good album um yeah man we got a great show lined up um fyi we are not doing an episode next week um it's my birthday so happy birthday to me um but i would be remiss if i didn't talk about um us appreciating black art what i mean is when was the last time y'all watched boys in the hood when was the last time y'all watched malcolm x I swear I've watched Malcolm X maybe four, maybe six times since this, maybe six times. And like, that, that shit hits. Hits. I watched, I watched Boys in the Hood the other night. And I didn't realize how, like, mm, I mean, I, I, I always felt like it was a great movie, right? I just, like, the, I guess the social impact that the movie has the points that the movie touches on right um there's co-parenting in that movie there's like gentrification in that movie there's teen adolescence and how parents deal with that in that movie there's police brutality in that movie there's teenage sex in that movie, there's how you deal and cope with and handle tragedy at a young age in that movie. And many of other lessons and themes and messages that is conveyed in that movie. We talk about the dynamic, the importance of having a black father um, or just a father in general just a male figure that you can count on 
That's something that is big in that movie. So fast forward to now, right? We're in 2020. And um, last week, I talked about some of the language on uh, the organization, Black Lives Matters website, um, as well as some of the people that um, run, I guess, run, for lack of a better word. I, I don't know if run is the, but, but you know, some, some people that are on top that have founded this organization. And I'm not here to talk bad about anybody, um, but, uh, you know, there is no mention of a black father on the Black Lives Matter website. And I think that if you're talking about black families, you kind of need a black father. But someone named Steph is Dope tweeted this out. Um, How does an organization that's raised over $100 million for black lives and absolutely nothing to improve black life? nor are they able to tell you where the money actually goes while essentially monetizing and brand building off black death. And I'm here to tell you, and and this is for my Caucasian listeners. We, the black delegation, um, we hit to the scamsters, the, 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 the true race, race baiters. Right. Like I talked about, you know, like Malcolm X and there's a scene in in Malcolm X where we got Al Sharpton in there and Al Sharpton is preaching. And it ain't the same Al Sharpton. All right. Go go check out that Al Sharpton that was in that movie and then go look at Al now. And I'm not here to talk about the work that Al Sharpton has done or has not done. Um, I'm here to talk about, you know, and one of my good friends works with this gentleman. But I'm here to talk about the Talcum X's of the world. And by Talcum X, I'm talking about Sean King. Sean King's career is over. If there's no racism. D. Ray McKesson's career is over if there's no racism. You know what I'm saying? It's like... We, we make all the drugs legal in this country. What's the point of having all these prisons and all these corrections officers and all these prosecutors? You feel what I'm saying? If we legitimately had a non-racial society, a post-racial society, what would be the point of all these activists? These black activists, these brown activists, these, you know, Latinx activists, these, these, these uh, indigenous activists. You know, like fucking activists. I mean, I'm sure that Richard Spencer would call himself a white activist, right? But what's the point? So, while now is is a, is is a good of time as any to legitimately make a fight for justice, to legitimately, you know, go after the debt that is owed to Black society. What incentive does Sean King have to help us? I mean, he may or may not be black. Right? Maybe that's why, you know, uh, our gay brothers are now talking about, hey, you know what I'm saying? We ain't, you know, black lives don't matter. Black trans lives matter, which is which is really all lives mattering the movement when 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 you, you do that. Because, I mean, if you're a trans person and you're black, essentially, you hopefully you fall under the black lives thing. 
So like we, we yo, bro, we in this together. Black people. Ain't now ain't the time for no separation. Black trans, black gay, black fucking truck drivers, lives, man. Ain't ain't nah, bro. <laughs> nah. Cause that's where we're going. So, you know, keep your eye on the target. Don't lose track of the ball. And don't fall for the symbolism. And we'll be back right after these messages. Y'all take it easy. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Hood Loves Me podcast. Thank you for being here. Um, You know, today, tomorrow, whenever. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we are halfway through 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Let's take a time to get a deep breath right because we halfway (laughs) we halfway through it and 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 you you know that 2020 is a trip because of the stuff that we not talking about right i seen somebody on twitter say that um 2020 has been so crazy that the Andrew Gillum thing wasn't even uh like it, it it probably won't be top 50 news story after this year's over right and i mean like we're we're talking about uh 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 hopeful governor right like like he ran for governor of florida and, um, you know, there were some issues in how the votes were counted, um, you know, Florida being Florida. But, um, you know, homie got caught up in a drug-fueled gay orgy on South Beach. And it was like, <laughs> whatever. It's insane. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, I feel bad for people that, uh, want to make art, people that want to make movies, right? Because uh, we learned that movie theaters might be a thing of the past, right? Like, I'm not going to any movie theater. And we're seeing these releases um, that would have normally gone to the big screen. They're going the Netflix route. Artists that, uh, you know, sing and, and, and rap and make music, they can't tour right all of that festival money and and all of that is it's so it's really tough putting out music which you know makes me extremely grateful for uh the Tiana Taylor album and i'm going to be completely honest i slept on Tiana Taylor greatly um mainly because of that last like like i'm familiar with her work as a as a model right and and um i like how she performs when she's featured on other people's songs i never took the time to really dive into a tiana taylor album i mean except for that shit that kanye gave it you know what i'm saying but but she wasn't even happy with the result that that she got after Kanye had his hands in it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I didn't I, I didn't want to put her in the same category as I put No Name. What I mean is, um, you know, I let you 19 year olds tell me that No Name was dope, 
And I'm always looking out for uh, female artists, especially female rappers, right? Because I, I, I think that musically, um, artistically, there shouldn't be a separation between like male and female, right? It's not a, it's not a pull-up contest. Um, it's art, right? How well somebody can paint a picture with their words, how well somebody can tell a story, can, can plant a feeling inside of your heart with their music abilities. I don't think that's something that should be separated through gender or sex or whatever, right? So I'm going off on a, on a, on a tangent, but, um, I, tried to listen to that no name album that uh that room 25 album and it and it wasn't it 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 wasn't it I don't, I don't even think i finished it it just wasn't it just wasn't it um from what i understand i heard the wrong project and and you know people are like oh no nah, you, you weren't supposed to listen to that one supposed to listen to this one and that tells me that the artist isn't that good or the artist just isn't that invested in making music which is totally fine um but that's not the case for this Tiana Taylor thing. This Tiana Taylor album, this Tiana Taylor album titled The Album, is really the album. This is a really good album. And, you know, we've had some really good music um, this year, right? Like that Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist, right? That uh, 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 that Run the Jewels 4, right? I mean, yo, Future even gave us 90 minutes of music, right? Not to say it was all good, but he gave us 90 minutes of music, right? So this Tiana Taylor thing, for a, 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 for someone like me, right? I, I don't want to hear your seven minute, excuse me, your seven track, 19 minute album. I don't want that. You you cheating. Right? I mean, Drake put out two songs, called it an EP. Like, nah. You know what I'm saying? Tiana Taylor gave us 23 tracks, one hour and 18 minutes of music. Applaud that woman for that. And it's dope. I'm not gonna do like a Joe Button like lyric back, you know, breakdown or nothing like that. But it's dope. This album is dope. Album is really good. Really good. I, I mean, really good. I, I was, I was impressed. I mean, you could probably hear it in my voice. I, I am impressed. Um, this album is gonna be getting bumped, but I'm gonna be bumping this album. And and that's kind of like the where where we're going, right? Where um even though I, I love hip hop music, I gotta be in the mood to hear that shit now. Right? And I mean like, yo, shout out to shout out to Lil Baby. I'm a Lil Baby fan. And um he got that song out right now that's bumping, and I think more of the younger artists should uh make music for the culture for the time we're in now just with that kind of 808 format that we want to hear um but i appreciate little baby for not just talking about you know fucking your baby mom or whatever 
Um, but this Tiana album, I mean, I slept on Tiana Taylor and I, my eyes, my eyes are open. My eyes are open. Congratulations on an excellent project, Ms. Taylor. Um, congratulations to uh, the, 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 all, all, all of my listeners um, in Washington, D.C. Right. So we, we um, oh, before I get ahead, before I, I get ahead, um, we will probably not be dropping an episode next week. Um, it's my birthday and I don't usually do things on my birthday. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll travel or something like that, but uh, that I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna hang out. So, uh, there will not be a, a, a podcast next week. We are, we are taking it off for Mitch's birthday. Um, now for my listeners in DC, um, shout out to my listeners that are not in the United States. Right. Um, but, oh, you know what? Before I, b- b- before I go away from that, right. I was just talking about the no name woman and, um, I had some people ask me to like, why didn't we address the, uh, the, uh, the no name J Cole kind of, you know what I mean? Um, a, I, I, I don't really know much about it. Um, I'm not too interested in it. Um, I felt like that was rap beef, right? Like J. Cole's a rapper. No name's a rapper. J. Cole made a song. No name made a song. They're both good. Nothing else to see here for me. It was nothing, you know, it was hey, great. Awesome. Um, also, I, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea for black people to argue over black issues in front of white folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure J. Cole and No Name can have a conversation. You know, they can get their publicists on the phone together. Exchange. You know what I'm saying? But this, and by this, I mean, what ended up happening, like, the public conversation around this topic between these two people, it wasn't much coming from No Name and J. Cole. This was, this was more so our conversation about that. And we don't know shit about boxing. And this is something that happens a lot when, when you know, we have any of these topics that affect people that the culture likes. We 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 have to split. We, we have to you know take sides. We got to split allegiances. So on one side, and also, also you have uh, people that try to justify their brand of shitty to whatever side they're choosing okay Re- one of the reasons why i'm a fan of this tiana taylor i'm so much is because 
she embraced her shitty. Um, you guys know the song that, that I'm talking about. We all, we all listen. We all have our versions of shitty, right? Now, as we try to evolve and we try to become better, and and you know, we we, you know, what I'm saying, just try to live better, try to be better, better people. That kind of gets hidden. That shitty, especially when we're on when we're on these social media platforms, right now. Large segment of our population, i.e., the women in our society, they feel isolated. They feel like, um, you know, n- nobody's advocating for them. Nobody's speaking up for them. Nobody's here to protect them. If that's how these people feel, that's how these women feel. We've, it's really hard to argue against somebody's feelings. Um, in the past. With some of my relationships, I would try to argue somebody's feelings. Failed every time. Never works. I think that whether you agree or not, if enough people are saying it, there's some truth to it. J. Cole, knowing himself better than any of us, may feel like he is not qualified to enter this arena. That there are people that are more qualified to talk about this, even though his music might might make him appear to be qualified. Okay? And I think personally, because you guys listen to this podcast, obviously you care about my opinion a little bit. I think personally... um, we should let people do what they're good at. So if J. Cole is good at um, creating the soundtrack to the revolution, we should let J. Cole do that. Right? And, I, and like we see this a lot when, when um, something happens in sports, right? Where, where, where there's like a societal issue in sports and they put a microphone in Cam Newton's face and ask him to talk about race. Or they put a microphone in Young Thug's face and they ask Young Thug to talk about Black Lives Matter. Or they ask, you know, ASAP Rocky or whatever. And maybe these guys are unprepared at the moment that the camera is put in their face. And then we're going to ridicule them. If they say how they honestly feel, a large part of their fan base is going to feel like alienated, right? If you're a successful rapper, a large part of your fan base is white. Or they're going to say something that makes the quote-unquote culture feel good. And it ain't going to be enough. So there's really, it's, it's, it's really no win, right? I don't need to hear from a Kendrick Lamar. Um, I feel like Kendrick speaks through his music. Very clearly. <laughs> through his music. Um, so I thought that it would not serve us to talk about the conver- to have a conversation about the conversation. And anything in regards to No Name and J. Cole, they can speak for themselves um, through their music. Right? On to DC. So the, the Democrats um, 
House passed, not the Democrats, the House, the Congress, passes a bill to make D.C. the 51st state. Now, there is some history behind this. This, this is not going to happen. D.C. is not going to be a state. On the off chance that D.C. becomes a state, I, 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 I nominate that it is not the 51st, but we hold, um, I guess, a test to see which state doesn't make the cut. And, and whatever state doesn't make the cut gets relegated. So we should invite Puerto Rico to this tournament, um, Guam, all of the other uh, countries and territories that the United States has stolen. We should invite them to this tournament. And whoever wins this tournament, the first 50 are the states and the others are not, right? So, Florida, you're on the clock. West Virginia, you're on the clock. Alaska, you're on the clock. Right? But this has um, some implications politically, right? Because for those of us that had an actual civics class, um, each state gets two representatives in the Senate, regardless of population, okay? So some of us from states that are more heavier populated, we might be resentful over states that are less populated. Um, in my opinion, I think states like Texas, uh, California, um, you know, your, your states with huge populations should have more than two senators. I don't I, I, I don't think that um, Texas should have the same number of represent of Senate representatives as North Dakota. So I say that to say the District of Columbia, as it currently stands, is about 700, 800,000 people. Right. It's about the same population size as Vermont, as Wyoming, um, except Residents of D.C. pay 22, excuse me, pay more federal taxes than 22 states. And this is the issue. If, you know, you've ever been to D.C., you might see people's license plates, the, the little tagline at the bottom, taxation without representation. Because the District of Columbia, residents of the District of Columbia, they pay federal taxes, except they don't get any representation in our federal government. They don't have a congressperson to legislate for them. Which is a reminder, um, if you believe in justice and uh, you feel that a debt is owed to black Americans in the United States of America, uh, reach out to your congressman. If you live in New Jersey, in my part of New Jersey, um, I believe it's Bonnie Watson. Haven't heard from Bonnie Watson yet, uh, albeit I just called her to once her representative helper, I guess, uh, let's say intern. Her intern said she would call me back. She hasn't called me back. I left a message. But um, yo, man, lean on lean on these politicians. They work for us. She's up for you know like re-election next year. I would love to hear how she's what her views are for black people getting some type of like reparations, right? And and like black people, not you know, not anybody else. Not our brown brothers, not our red brothers, yellow, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Bro, this is this is some black shit. All right, this shit's for us. Shout out to Solange. So, 
people in D.C. have long resented the fact that they don't have any representation, that they pay taxes, just like all the other citizens in these United States, they don't have any representation. So if the legislation passes Senate, which I highly doubt that, that it will, um, the state name would be the Douglas Commonwealth. Shout out to, Fred, to, to Frederick Douglas. And um, they would receive, uh, where was it? Oh, man. Where was it? I lost it. Ah, oh, here we go. They would receive um, one congressperson um, and uh, two senators. All states receive two senators, right? So, eh. I mean, I I like the thought. Um, I just don't think I I just don't I just don't see it happening. Very 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 different. I mean I mean come on man, like there's no way that Moscow bench is gonna. You know what I'm saying? This this is not nice try, Nancy. Um, and and you know we're gonna talk about uh, not getting wrapped up in these symbols a little bit later, right? But um, DC historically has been a black city, and nobody was making nobody was trying to make DC a state when you know DC was. 70 plus percent black nobody was trying to make dc a state when marion barry god rest the dead um was advocating for black people to get those federal jobs which you know really changed the course for a lot of black families in that area if you look at you know prince george's county and you know montgomery county um But nobody was trying to make D.C. a state then. D.C. is getting a little bit lighter, right? We is getting a little bit more gentrified. Talked about the gentrification a little bit in the intro. R.I.P. to John Singleton. Um, and now, oh, hey, hey, let's, let's, hey, let's, you know what I'm saying? Listen, it's real cute that the mayor opted to paint Black Lives Matter on the street leading up to the White House. Right? You guys might hear the rain beating. It's raining all the time. Um, but, eh, it's really, it's really, really, really difficult to believe any of it, to trust any of it. Right? So, you know, DC has a lot of ground to make up to garner the trust. Of their residents. Somebody that is from D.C., somebody that lives in D.C. can speak a little bit uh, more intelligently. They're a little bit more informed. But that's ultimately what it comes down to. Um, the Democrats view it as a way to get more Democratic representatives because a lot of black people in D.C., lots of liberals in D.C. It's an expensive city to live in. Um, usually places like that go Democrat, but I mean, these guys don't want to win no election, man. You know what I'm saying? And you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I got, I got a list that I'm going to follow. I got a regiment that I'm, that I am going to follow. Right. Let's, 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 let's talk a little bit about, um, about that failed rally. Right. And, And now I was going to talk about this earlier. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, you guys might see where um, 
and when, not where, but but when we're releasing this, because uh, these stories were so fluid. These stories were, were evolving. This is one that wasn't fluid and, and and evolving, right? So the president had this rally um, in Tulsa last weekend, and then it was a failed rally. But but the weekend jumped off with um, an ex-Tulsa detention officer uh, who shot a black man. And this guy allegedly has a record of um, racist behavior. So, let me get the guy's name. And and this is uh, from The Guardian. I read this a week ago. Let me, uh, let me, okay, with that, let me get that out of here. Let me see. All right, so the victim's name. Um, here we go. Christopher Street was charged with manslaughter after fatally shooting Carlos Carson in a motel parking lot. Right, so the picture and and shout out to the Guardian, they 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 got this fallen man, Carlos Carson, with his children, just a regular image of a black guy with a coat on next to two young boys, okay? Because usually they find you know a fucked up picture, right? So um, blah 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 blah. White security guard and former Tulsa sheriff's detention officer with a newly revealed track record of alleged racist behavior and mistreatment was charged with first degree manslaughter after he provoked and then killed an unarmed African-American man in a motel parking lot, Tulsa, Oklahoma, earlier this month. The Guardian has seen blah, 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 CCT footage. Uh, 53-year-old later admitted to police that Carson did not actually make an aggressive move towards him to provoke him. He told investigators he used pepper spray to deter him from being aggressive and planned to detain him for trespassing until police arrived. Security footage... Obtained by the Guardian shows Carson was walking away from Straight's truck when Straight deployed pepper spray. Straight was arrested after the incident released on $50,000 bond. Uh, the former officer declined to comment on the charges and circumstances of his resignation, resignation from the sheriff's office. Blah, 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 blah. So, homie's a security guard, I guess, at, at this motel. He has a conversation with, you know, Brother Carson. Um, brother Carson, like, yeah, whatever, dude, the fuck out of here. And he and he goes about his business. Um, white dude pepper sprays Carson. Naturally, you're like, yo, what's up with that? Blah blah. Carson probably started whipping that ass. Oh no no no, not even. He pepper sprayed him and then he shot. Wow. And it's on video. Huh. It's on video. And they gave homie bond, fifty thousand dollars bond. This man's dead. It's on video, right? So, so that's that was that was the weekend leading up. This was on Thursday. This was last Thursday. Okay. Leading up to this rally, okay. Not to mention, police officers in America are killing people with greater frequency. Since I mean, yo, it's been a a a, a little bit over a month since George Floyd was murdered. Police officers are killing people with at at a greater frequency. And what? We talking about reforming the police, defunding the police, right? Listen, man, I don't think Joe Biden really wants to win this election, right? I don't think he does just because of what he's saying. It's because of what he's talking about. So fast forward, you know, the president has this rally. You guys know the rally was a failure. Um, it is believed that the numbers 
were higher than expected because of um, K-pop. K-pop fans and young people on TikTok and all of that good stuff. And wow, if it if 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 that's, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, how? Like, like how? How? You remember when? You used to take like the government seriously, right? You you remember like you remember when like our government was was like not to be fucked with. I mean, I'm still not fucking with the government, but like it was a it like 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 it like our government meant something, good, bad, or otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Where like we would at the at the very least throw out some semblance of facts and pick over those facts before we make our assumptions. What I'm saying is what type of security, what what type of scrutiny do you put people through when they request tickets at a rally thrown by the president of the United States? Like, how can somebody fraudulently get tickets? Right? Like, if you're a young kid and you like Korean pop music, how, how can you, like, how do you, like, you know what I'm saying? How do you register? Because, because they're saying, hey, we had a bunch of requests whole bunch of people requested tickets we gave out a whole bunch of tickets and cool how does one get through screening or do you just show up at at this venue and then they you know i'm saying wand you down pat you down make sure you ain't got no contraband but like the things that are becoming political issues should not be political issues right i say all that to say don't believe any hype at all, right? Depending on what you look at, the, the information is all trustworthy information. We see polls where they, where they talk about how far ahead Joe Biden is over President Trump. And yeah, they said the same thing about Hillary. Right? They said the same thing about Hillary, yo. And um, at the speed in which things are moving, like... I believe, you know, like California just passed uh, this um, transgender protection bill. The Supreme Court um, has finally made it illegal for people to, that, 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 you know, people cannot be fired for their sexual orientation, for their gender preference. I'm not even sure gender preference is the proper term, but you get the idea. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Excuse my ignorance. Um... So things can move with speed. You feel what I'm saying? I think that for black Americans, our issue starts and ends um, with reparations for slavery. Because there's an extreme amount of anti-black racism that's being prevalent. It's being carried out by our society every day. Every day we see videos of people, I mean, losing it. Losing it. Losing it. 
Usually it starts over a mask, which is insane to me because you just go outside and wear a mask, dude. If, if you know what I'm saying, like like if you go to Target, just throw a mask on, bro. No big deal. It, it, like you know what I'm saying, it's a, it's a it, it's an inconvenience, yes, but a small one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's even politicized, right? And um. I bet you got opinions you don't know who to trust. Too many play-hating niggas trying to sound like us. R.I.P. Tupac. So I spoke about this John Bolton character in this book that John Bolton put out. And, you know, this this, this kind of goes to my point about uh, how serious is our federal government. So John Bolton puts out a book. And um, it, it's it's... It's it's titled The Room Where It Happened. And and he talks about his his time as national security advisor of the United States. Now, whether you disagree with the current administration or not, I don't want the national security advisor writing a book about the current White House that he served in. Especially when, while he was serving white in, in, in this White House, he could have done more to protect this country he claims to believe in. Right? And this type of behavior is very indicative of the type of behavior that we see from a lot of these corporations. Where they say, hey, you know, black lives matter. And, uh, you know, what they did to... Uh, George Flakes, I mean, George Floyd was, I mean, it was, it was, it was terrible. And, you know, we're not racist at all. And, and we support our black co-workers and colleagues. And we stand against the fight of racial injustice. Yeah, it's real easy to stand in the fight of racial injustice when you ain't got no black people working at your company. Right? I mean, John Bolton has a record... You 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 can look up how John Bolton feels about American imperialism. I don't have to talk and I don't you know what I'm saying I don't have to talk about how John Bolton feels about this. But John Bolton was the National Security Advisor during the impeachment trial. He ain't say he, he he ain't say nothing about this, right? There's one story that um, now mind you, I didn't read the book. I don't plan on reading the book because I'm not supporting this shit. Um, but there's one story, and this is from uh, Josh Rogan. Is that his real name? Am I saying it right? Josh Rogan. Um, he's with the Washington Post, and uh, he says uh, there are many disturbing stories of foreign policy malpractice in John Bolton's tell-all book. But it's clear that the former national security advisor reveals that reveals about Trump's administration. Uh, Trump administration's action regarding Syria stand out the most grossly negligent, horribly dysfunctional, and morally bankrupt. So, if you're not familiar um, with what what happened, right? Trump's decision uh, in 2018, um, he he announced a complete U.S. withdrawal from Syria, and his interactions with Turkish President. Um, Erdogan uh, make up Bolton's most troubling set of anecdotes. Quote, 
this was a personal crisis for me, Bolton wrote, but not what would have happened, excuse me, but not because of what would happen in Syria, according to Bolton. The big picture was stopping Iran. Israel's ambassador, Ron Dermer, told me that this was the worst day he had experienced thus far in the Trump administration, right? So, so, so basically, um, you know, the United States leaving Syria um, left it open for Russian for Russian occupation or people that are allied with Russian occupation to take over Syria. Yeah, cool. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Um, nobody questions our allegiance with Saudi Arabia and Saudi Arabia does a lot of crazy shit in that part of the world. I, I mean, Listen, yeah, it's fucked up that what's going on in Syria. It's fucked up what's going on in Yemen with the uh, um, intentional starvation of those people there. Um, but there's a debt that's owed. And if we could redirect some of those monies to paying uh, black Americans who are descendants of slavery, um, once that's taken care of, I'd love to talk about how we can help our syrian brothers in their fight for freedom but um yeah yeah bro this this shit is lazy man like like this shit is lazy you know what i'm saying this shit is lazy like all of those symbols like uh uh uh, uh you know we're gonna take down uh the teddy roosevelt statue because uh teddy roosevelt was uh said some crazy shit in 1912 we're gonna take down the woodrow wilson because woodrow wilson said some crazy shit and you know whatever we're gonna stop calling it the master bedroom because of whatever don't get caught up in these symbols you know every every night i go to sleep to malcolm x Django I talked about like boys in the hood earlier, something like that, right? So let's not forget what Brother Malcolm talked about, where, where he was talking about symbols. Keep them symbols. All all that's doing is making like white liberals happy. And let me tell you something. And this is for my people that you know aren't too familiar with. The social dynamic of the United States. Um, most black people don't like white liberals. Like, they cool. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they mean well. They cool. But when it's time for some action, the motherfuckers ain't really about no action. Ain't really ain't about no action. You know what I'm saying? When it's time for action, white liberals wear take cloth. They don't put no policy in. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to put any policy towards the benefit of black people exclusively. I don't know who's running Joe Biden's campaign. But I'm not letting Joe Biden talk unless he's immediately following President Pussy Grabber. Joe Biden come out there, he talking about, oh no, I don't believe in defunding the police. In fact, when I'm elected president, I'm going to give the cops more money. 
No, I don't believe in decriminalizing marijuana. Bro, Joe Biden will win the election tomorrow if he says, well, I mean, not tomorrow, but you know what I'm saying? He'd have the election in the back if he says, hey, listen, you, you vote for me for president. I'm going to make marijuana. Uh, I, I'm going to decriminalize marijuana on a federal level and leave it up to states' rights whether or not they want to make it recreational. But marijuana will be recreationally legal on a federal level once I'm elected president. Listen, everybody 18 to 45 is going to vote for Joe Biden, just just on the strength of that. You know what I'm saying? You may even have some white people like, ugh. Because white people love drugs. White people love drugs. Love drugs. I think every drug that I've used, the first time that I use it, was with a white person. Mainly a white woman. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Crazy, right? But let's not forget what Brother Malcolm taught us, right? About the symbolism of it. You know what I'm saying? And when I was younger, it used to go over my head when people say, hey, history you know, repeats itself, learn about the past, or you're doomed to repeat it, and all of that, right? It, it would just kind of, yeah, whatever, 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 whatever. And, you know, we, we see all of this stuff coming to pass. And it doesn't even have to be distant history. We're talking two months. And I'm talking to you, United States of America. I swear the United States of America is a walking, learning deficiency we're a walking learning disability we in the house now because people in the part of the world that i live in jersey new york we ain't take this covid thing seriously and it, it slammed us and it was a point in time when two-thirds of all cases and deaths of this virus was within a two-hour drive of where I am currently. Now, y'all trying to play catch-up? What's up with y'all? Every day we got record-breaking, you know, more more stats, more stats. That, I mean, I mean, every single day. Right, every like, what is real? Like, what's really good with us? There's two and a half million cases as I am recording this. A hundred and twenty-seven thousand deaths. Right? Yeah, we got states that have more deaths than continents. Just one more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got more death. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I shouldn't laugh. I don't mean to laugh because it's 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 not funny because people because people because people are dying. But just think about that, right? Just just like just 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 think about that. Right, like, like, let's let's see, let's, and and you know what? I'm gonna just pick on Illinois. The state of Illinois has hold up, come on, 
what is it? The state of Illinois, as I'm recording this, has 140,000 cases. Okay? 140,000, 7,000 deaths. All right? Now, let's look at Africa. The whole continent of Africa. Right? Let's see. Let's see. I and, and you know what? I'm doing all of this on, on on the fly, but let's go. All right, so there's a blah 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 blah. Is it, is it gonna let me sort by by continent? I would love if they let me sort by continent. Right, but um, okay. You know, screw it. Let's just talk about Peru, the entire country of Peru, and, and Peru is fifth on the list. Right, two hundred seventy thousand cases, but scratch that. Can I go to? Is it going? No, that's south. Is it going to let me? How come I can't just click? Right, that's what I'm trying to do, man. Y'all got me out here looking bad in front of my people. Come on, Johns Hopkins. How you? How you gonna? You gonna let me search this or what? Y'all got no search option. You, I don't want no U.S. map, bro. I want the world map. The world, man. I, I, I just want to see how many K or, or, or is this one of those where uh, we, ain't, we ain't really. All right, you know what? Scratch it. So in the United States, we got 127 deaths, right? I mean, Mali, there's, there's 113. Mauritania, there's 121. Chad, there's 74. Somali, 90. Ethiopia, there's 94. Senegal, there's 102. Ghana, there's 103. I mean, come on. It's, I thought this was a shithole country. Congo, there's 190. We got 100 and... Yeah, we got... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was supposed to be looking at. That's what I'm supposed to be looking at. We got in the United States. They talking about uh, uh, two hundred thousand people gonna be dead, bro, bro. That's. I mean, that's. I mean, I mean, not. I, I mean. <laughs> Yo, it, it's rare I'm at a loss of words, right? Because, like, that's not even, like, we try to tell y'all. Like, we did it. We did it. You know what I'm saying? So so most of the cases are, are dropping where I live. And everywhere else where people thought of going for, you know, a little summer getaway, can't go to Florida. They're talking about closing beaches after July 4th. Can't go to Texas. Can't go to California. Just because y'all want to put on a mask, bro. Just put on a mask and be cool. You know what I'm saying? It's the summertime. Don't go and don't don't go to some nightclub. Be all up inside with people. Go don't don't go to a bar. Some asshole had was was up there coughing all day. Had a party at his house. Eighteen people in his family got. Come on, man. Don't be stupid. You feel what I'm saying? Don't be stupid. Right. Speaking of stupid. And I think this is going to be the last story. Speaking of stupid, 
this NASCAR thing. Right? We, 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 we talked about cases in Florida. And they made plans to continue an NBA basketball season. In Orlando, Florida. And they did this at a time when New York and New Jersey was being slammed. So it was like, yeah, nah, bro, we can't play at the Barclays. You know what I'm saying? Let's go down to Florida. Ain't, ain't, ain't a lot of cases in Florida. This, that, and the third, right? And they built this projection off of, hey, if everything goes as planned. Right? Like, if everything goes as planned, if people do what they're supposed to do, this is where we should be come July. And we'll be able to have this in Florida. Now, you know, with the negotiation back and forth and all of that, boom, 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 the NBA has tried to get this thing right. And it's going to be a miracle if they pull the season off or this tournament or whatever. It's going to be a miracle. And the NBA gets the benefit of the doubt because the NBA... Um, listens to its players. The NBA removed, kind of, um, an owner that had a history of anti-black racism. Um, even when it was time for this owner to apologize, he couldn't even get the apology right. So the NBA, you know, appears to be a pretty decent league in how they treat their black employees, right? It's black people in management positions. I believe there's a black woman that's the head of their players union. I think her name is Michelle Roberts. Um, so let me get to NASCAR. NASCAR may not get a benefit of the doubt. Right. In terms of how they treat their black employees, their black drivers, because they haven't had many. Excuse me. But they have one now. His name is Bubba Wallace. And kudos to NASCAR. Because uh, Bubba Wallace could be a star. And from what I understand, you know, they seen that early and they tried to, you know, groom him and bring him along. Right. They had like Bubba Wallace at events early on trying to, you know help grow the sport of NASCAR into different markets, okay? I have never wanted to attend a NASCAR race simply because I do not wish to volunteer, actually pay, to be surrounded by people that hate me or people that look like me. I don't wish to be around people that fly the Confederate flag. And and now now listen, most of the people actually, I can't even say most anymore. Fuck humble brag, but some of the people that listen to this podcast know me personally. They know how I give it up, they know how I operate, they know how they know my get down. For those of you that don't um, I am, for all intents and purposes, a, a, an arrogant northerner. I absolutely have northeast bias with everything. I am of the opinion 
that my part of the world runs you niggas. Not just the country, but the world. We run you niggas. What I mean by that is everything operates on our time. Everything operates on our time. If you don't believe me, talk to somebody in California that may have colleagues in New York. Talk to them about how much of a pain in the ass it is to get on that conference call at 10 a.m. with your associates on the East Coast. Talk to that cute girl from Hawaii that can't watch her team play at night because the game comes on 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Because 2 in the afternoon is 7 in the afternoon where I am. We run you, motherfucker. It's just what it is. So... When I see the Confederate flag, it's like I'm 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 like jostled, like, oh younger me. I was jostled by like, oh wow, damn. Because screw all that heritage talk and culture and all that. Like it's it's a it's a it's a sign that takes white people back to a time when it was fine for them to own land and people. Okay. I chuckle when I see people in this part of the world. With the Confederate flag. A. Our side won. Right? B. The losers. That's the losers flag. C. You may not even be from here. I know a Jewish dude. And I should say his name. But I'm not. Because fuck him. I know a Jewish dude. uh, From Heightstown, New Jersey. They used to walk around, I don't know what he's doing today, but when I knew him, he used to walk around with a Confederate flag. Hat. I'm like, yo, bro. Nah. They wouldn't have accepted you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they like if you like that that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't nah. So I think it's ridiculous that you white people show up to these NASCAR races. With your Confederate flags and your Confederate flag shirts and your Confederate flag shorts, and you put your children in your little Confederate flag onesies, and you you drive there in your RVs spray painted like the Confederate flag, and you sit in Confederate flag long chairs, and you drink beer out of Confederate flag cup holders, and you call yourself a patriot. So NASCAR. After years of letting this slide, decides, you know what? Enough's enough. Like most of these companies do. Don't fall for the symbolism. Enough is enough. We're going to do something about this, right? So kudos to them for making an attempt, I guess. Okay? There was some backlash because of this. Um, Somebody rented a plane, flew the Confederate flag over the track, 
with a banner that said defund NASCAR. NASCAR fans drove around said track flying the Confederate flag um, because there's one thing that I've learned that white supremacists truly dislike, and that's white people that are not white supremacists. So because NASCAR chose to do the decent thing and look out for one of their employees, their fans are like, whoa, 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 what you mean we ain't racist? We are racist. Let me show you just how racist I am. And allegedly, well, it's not alleged. We've seen the pictures. Somebody put a noose in the one lock in the one garage that this black driver was working out of. Okay, so there's over a thousand garages, and I think there was something like 19 little rope pulls for the garage door, and only one of them was fashioned to look like a noose. Okay, now the facts state that. This driver, Bubba Wallace, did not see it in person. Somebody from his team, somebody from his pit crew saw it, um, and they alerted NASCAR. And NASCAR, knowing that they don't have a leg to stand on, knowing that they've exhausted every possibility to receive the benefit of the doubt, took this thing seriously. Okay? Much like... Our brother Paul Howard, district attorney of Fulton County, because Fulton County, Georgia, does not have any credibility, does not have the benefit of the doubt in adjudicating crimes against black people. Paul Howard and his team went through step by step every reason why they charged those pigs that killed Rashard Brooks. Okay. That's great work. What NASCAR did is what you're supposed to do. Hey, listen, we saw some crazy shit. We don't really feel like we're prepared to get to the bottom of it. We want the experts to take control and do their job. Okay? NASCAR, kudos to them for that because that's what they're supposed to do. They call in the experts and apparently the FBI is not an expert investigative agency anymore, or maybe they just don't want to investigate racism, white supremacists. Because the FBI gave the all clear and said, no, no hate crime, no noose. We're all good here. And then, the racist fans of NASCAR proceed to attack Bubba Wallace. Bob Wallace ain't, ain't even see the rope, ain't even see the noose, ain't even, he ain't, ain't even see it. It was just, yo, I'm, the car that I'm going to be driving is parked in this garage. And people were outraged at NASCAR because NASCAR chose to take this thing seriously. Because NASCAR felt like they didn't have the tools in their arsenal to do the job that this deserves. And people are jumping down in the throat because they may or may not have got it wrong. Now, listen, I seen, I seen the picture, and I was going to talk about this earlier in the week, but like I said, this story was fluid. I seen the picture, and that looked like a noose. I don't, I, I, I 
to know what garage pulleys are and and you know everybody was and you know they said oh this is just a garage pulley and everybody was like oh well what do the other garage pulleys look like and we haven't seen any pictures i've just heard stories that no other garage pulley looks like that so if no other ones look like that and there's only one that's in the news i mean you know and and, and listen i even tried to give the benefit of the doubt to the people that were there right maybe you know i mean yeah life might be different in martinsville alabama i've never been to martinsville alabama but life might be different maybe brothers see ropes all the time and they know what a noose is versus what just a little loop knot or whatever kind of you know what i'm saying maybe they i don't know i don't know don't i don't i don't have i don't know i do know that that was a noose i do know that so if you're if if you're more upset about NASCAR maybe or maybe not getting it wrong than you are about, you know, NASCAR trying to get to the bottom of something that's pretty I mean, that's pretty egregious, right? That's that's hella ballsy. You leave something like that in the driver's garage at a time when we're not letting fans in, the, you know what I'm saying? Like there there, there, there got to be cameras everywhere, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean millions and millions of dollars of equipment you know what I'm saying? We know how. We, listen, we know how much white supremacists care about stuff. But come on, man. So listen, it's a very good symbol. It's a very good symbol that Richard Petty um, is out there standing next to his driver, supporting his driver. Um, I wish somebody would do some journalism and find out. What changed in Richard Petty between 2017 and now? Because Richard Petty was was saying that, you know, if anybody don't want to stand for the anthem, uh, they should find a different country to live in. I wonder what changed with Richard Petty and now, right? So what black people don't trust, mainly this black person, what this black person doesn't trust is I don't trust white people. Not when it comes to race. Because you're more concerned with comfort than with change. And change doesn't come without massive levels of discomfort. Right? If you want to lose weight, you got to start exercising. Let me tell you, two days after that first workout, you're going to be sore as fuck. Right? If you want to lose weight, you got you got to change the diet. You might do some intermittent fasting or something like that. Yo, your stomach gonna hurt with when you know your first eight hours and you ain't eat. Your stomach gonna hurt. You're not gonna feel good. But as you get used to it, you get more acclimated to it, right? So usually, you know, we just had to be wary or kind of side eye your Richard Petties, your John Boltons, right? But now, yo, we see it for what it is. And now, y'all are showing it exactly for what it is. And I'm talking to you, NFL. I'm talking to the owners of these NFL football teams. Right? What? How hard is it to put out a little bullshit blurb? In fact, I'm going to just type in... uh, let me see. Let me think of a what's a white publicly traded company, right? Like a, like a publicly traded company that's hella white. 
Um, you know, let's go with uh, let's go with Chick Fil A. Let's 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 see what Chick Fil A um said about Black Lives Matter. Right. Let's see if Chick Fil A put out a statement. Ba 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 ba. All the saying is Chick Fil A. Here we go. Chick Fil A issues statement on here we go chick-fil-a they don't even open on sunday because of church and to wake up the oh oh wait 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 where is it where is it nope that's not what they said here where is it are you gonna play the statement i mean mcdonald's they're one of us yeah yeah come on Wendy's put out a, a, a statement, oh, and you can feel how you feel about their statements, right? But they put one out. Anybody heard from Jerry Jones? Anybody? Anybody heard from Woody Johnson? From the Johnson and Johnson family? Anybody heard from him? He owns the New York Jets. Anybody ever heard from Robert Kraft? He's still hanging out with Meek Mill. Anybody heard? Anybody heard from Sam Cronkey? Sam Cronkey's wife is one of the Waltons. Anybody heard from Sam Cronkey? Anything? No? Anybody heard from, like, Mickey Aronson? From Carnival Cruise Lines? Owns the Miami Dolphins? Anything? Jed York owns the San Francisco 49ers team that I cheer for. Now, listen, some of these gentlemen may have put out statements. I don't know. Some of these statements, you know, I mean, excuse me, some of these gentlemen have track records, good, bad, or otherwise. I'm not even talking about those at, at, at the moment, right? Because that requires benefit of the doubt. And whenever we talk about race, and shout out to the homie Bomani Jones, he made a very astute point this week about this topic. Whenever we talk about race in America, we give white people the benefit of the doubt. Somebody says something crazy, fucking, uh, fucking Riley Cooper at a Kenny Chesney concert said he gonna fight every nigga here. He 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 makes an apology. The apology sounds contrite, sounds sincere, and poof, that's it. M moving on. There's never any follow-up questions or anything like that. Hey, are you, like, you know, listen, I had a, I guess a conversation with a young woman on s social media a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, she was real loud and proud about, you know, what white people need to do to combat racism and this, that, and the third. And I remember some years ago where her and her uncle slash ex-boyfriend called me a nigger on Facebook. A nigger. N-I-G-G-E-R. Not like, what up, my nigger? Uh, uh, nigger. Shut up, nigger. That, that's, what, that's, what, that's what they said. And I should have took a screenshot of it. Because when this knuckle-dragon bitch was on 
social media time about, you know, this, that, and the third. And granted, she may be a different person today. And she said that, like, yo, I was, I was like 19. Bullshit, bitch. I know how old you was. You was 21. And even if you was 19, you knew better at 19 than to use that type of language to somebody that looked like me. You knew better than to do that shit. You did that shit anyway because you thought it was sweet. So if I gave a fuck about this person or it was my job to cover this person's team or what this person does at work, then my then my follow-up question is, "Hey, well listen, when did you when did you become aware that this type of behavior was frowned upon? When did you become aware that this type of behavior is not approved, is not acceptable, is not okay. When did you become aware of this? And how did you become aware? These are questions that we need to be asking. When these white people come around and say, oh, hey, yeah, you know what, man, I made a mistake, bro. I was tripping. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm so, I'm, I'm so glad to hear about the change of heart you had. What caused it? You know what I'm saying? That's to me that's that's important. To me that's what matters. Don't tell me, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't nah, bro. Right? So don't fall for the symbolism. And I mean Fellas, it might take us some time to get it. Ladies know, because ladies been telling us forever that your words don't matter as much as your actions. And this is no offense to my Caucasian listeners. But white people talking to us lovely right now. And they ain't doing shit in, in the area of action. And we need to demand more of that. If you guys are truly allies of ours, we need to see more action. Um, so yeah. Thank you for listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast. Subscribe, rate, and comment if this is your first time listening to this podcast. Um, we're taking a week off. Happy birthday. Um, yeah, and if you want to shoot me a happy birthday message, man, my socials are in the show notes. Um, but uh, in case you can't read because you one of these learning deficient motherfuckers we have in the United States... Um, at Mitchell Brown underscore after the Brown. I spell Mitchell with one L. Um, shoot a nigga message or something, man. I'd love to hear from y'all. Um, shit, man, I'm hungry as hell. I'm about to go grab something to eat. I will talk to y'all in two weeks, man. Y'all take it easy. Don't do nothing I wouldn't do. Stay safe. Please stay safe and wear a mask if you go indoors outside your home, man. Please, and wash your hands, man. Shit, motherfuckers dying out here. You don't want to be you or your uncle or anybody like that. So please be safe. Please take care of each other. And uh, yeah, take it easy, man. You did.